0: Funny what the big words do to us, doesn't it? If I asked, is God immutable? You'd have said, "Um, uh, uh, I don't know. If I said to you, does God change? You would have emphatically said, no, he never changes. It's the big word that just throws you for the loop, okay? And so always ask, don't be afraid of big words. Don't let them throw you. The real technical drawn out definition would be something like this. God's nature is absolutely unchangeable. It is not possible that he should possess one attribute at one time that he doesn't possess at another. Nor can there be any change in him for better or for worse. God remains forever the same, unchangeable. This is the immutability of God. Now remember the first study that we had on the attributes of God, when we were just discussing his attributes, not any one specific. We discussed the fact that you cannot just pull out an attribute of God, because they are all interconnected, intermingled. They are inseparable. We use the illustration of mixing all of your Play-Doh colors together. Remember when you did that, and you get that one color, and there's no way to pull the colors back apart anymore. It's there, God's attributes are inseparable. They're all one, and they cannot be separated out. We do separate them out to study them, But in reality, they are inseparable. This, his immutability, really proves the fact that his attributes are so interconnected they cannot be separated. On one hand, if if God's attributes were individual, then his immutability would be his most important attribute. Let your brain wrap around that. If his attributes were separable, individual, then immutability would be his most important attribute. Can you get your brain to figure out that, why that would be so? If God were not immutable, what good would God's love be if he were changeable? He could love us now, but next week he might not love us. He's forgiving now, but he may change and not be forgiving later. If the attributes were separable, then his immutability would be his most important attribute. But do not his attributes automatically demand him to be immutable? Think about that. It's a foregone conclusion. If his love could increase, would it have been perfect love? If he could learn to be more just, That means that he was at least partially unjust. So his attributes in themselves actually demand that he be immutable. In essence, God's perfection really makes immutability a foregone conclusion. Now don't let whatever I just said confuse you. It just shows us that God's attributes cannot be separated. They are all interconnected and interweaved together. They are so uh, mingled that they cannot be separated undone and pulled out one at a time. We pull them out one at a time just to study them, but that's not how they actually operate. They cannot be separated. Change denotes going from good to better, or from better to worse, or from one kind to another. This simply cannot be true about God. His holiness makes it so that he is not affected on the inside. He's already perfect. His self existence makes it so that he cannot be affected on the outside. God is unchangeable. He never differs from himself. The easiest way to look at this attribute is to look at man in opposite. Look at the opposite of man. Man is completely changeable. I was sitting in my chair writing out my final notes for this afternoon. And I thought, what stage of life does not have physical change? Think about that. What stage of your life has not had physical change? When you were born, you were somewhere around give or take 10 pounds. And you were somewhere around 18 inches long. But from the day you arrived, that all was changing. The change was so rapid that you could actually, and some moms did that, marked it on the door. You'd stand them up against the door jamb and mark the the things because the change is so rapid. In a few years, your height and weight is completely changed. Around the late teenage years, the height quits going, but the face and the limbs start to look more mature. Muscles start to grow from 20 to 30. Your body matures, and you get stronger, and you better. At 30, things start going the other way, don't they? <laughs> everybody in here, most everybody in here saying amen to that. You know, the weight starts growing easily. The muscles start growing soft. Around 40s and 50s, things quit working that have always worked before, and the years progress. Each day presents another new challenge. Because we are in, physically, from birth till death, we are in a constant state of physical change. Our bodies never quit changing. Our personalities change. Our mental capacities change. Our attitudes change. Even our relationship with God changes. Every aspect of human life is made up of change. Now when you have that in perspective, Now completely flip that around, and God is exactly opposite of that. He doesn't change in any way. Now one of the possible difficulties that people debate in this this thought process is they say, when the verses say that God repented, it means that God changed his mind. And some people say, well, how can God be immutable if he changed his mind? I don't want to get real technical on this because I don't think probably most people in here are debating this particular issue. But the fact of the matter is God has certain things that he will do and he has certain things he will not do. When the conditions are met, he does it. When the conditions are not met, he doesn't do it. He doesn't change. The circumstances change. This is not a good illustration, but it will at least get you in the ballpark if you're trying to figure out how God can how these things can happen. If I go to the pop machine out there and I push the button for Coke, what will happen? And the answer is nothing. I can push that button, I push that button, I push that button, I push that button and nothing will pop out the bottom door. All right, so I pull out a quarter and I put a quarter in there and I push that button, I push that button, I push that button and nothing happens. I put in another quarter. I push that button, I push that button, I push that button and nothing happens. That machine will not change its mind. I put in another quarter. I think it's 75 cents on that machine out there. I put in another quarter and I push the button and lo and behold, a coat comes out the bottom. And I say, finally, it's about time you changed your mind. But the machine didn't change, the circumstances did. Before it would not, but now it will but it wasn't the machine that did the changing, it was me that did the changing. God is immutable, he does not change. Now circumstances change and it meets the criteria and so therefore he does, but he has not himself changed. He never differs from himself. God is immutable, unchanging. Remember, our study here is not truth in a vacuum It's just not a mere academic exercise. Knowing what the Bible teaches is important. But mere knowledge is not enough. These knowledge of God, the attributes of God, should affect us. It should have some kind of an effect. That's the point here, is to draw us close to the Lord and have it affect us. So what should the immutability of God, what effect should that have on us? The fact that our God is immutable. What effect should that have? Now, there's a lot of effects, but let's talk about four of them very quickly tonight. The first effect it should have on you is trust. You should trust God. Have you ever had an unreliable car? <laughs> if you're getting to be the age you are, you've had at least one unreliable car. Sometimes you go out there and the thing just fires right up. And you just drive off in it with... A, The next time you go out there and it won't do a thing. Do you remember, is there anything more miserable than that? You go out there, you sit in the seat, you put the key in, and what do you do at that moment? Pray. (laughs) You pray, and then you go, and you're like, oh, yes. And sometimes you put the key in there and it goes, and you're like, that sigh of despair that comes out of your heart at that moment. And you, every time you go to use it, you just don't know. Why do we treat God like that? Now, if you have a reliable car at this moment, you go out there, you sit in the seat, you throw the key in, and you're not even thinking about the thing starting. You're thinking about something else as you start the car up. If you have a reliable car, you just trust it. And it's not a second thought. Why does God have to prove himself on every single situation that comes up in your world? Has he not already done that? He is unchangeable. He hasn't even had the slightest bit of change in his entire, in in your entire existence. You can set your life down on an unchangeable God. Look, throw that doubt and that fear out. You would only be legitimate if God could change. Those are for only unreliable things. And you have an immutable God. So trust him. Quit acting like he's changed in the last, since the last time he helped you out. Since the last time he did you right. Quit acting like that. It's time to realize we have an immutable God and we've set our trust on him. That should be the number one effect. Number two effect. You should be changed yourself. God is immutable, and the effect that that ought, ought to have on you is that you ought to be changed yourself. It is wonderful and a wonderful thing to have a God that is unchangeable. Think if God was not immutable. Think of what that could mean to us. It would be a devastating blow. It is a wonderful thing to have a God that is unchangeable. It is equally wonderful that we are changeable. Just imagine if you were set and fixed and had to remain as you always already are. Think about the devastation of that. Could there be any greater tragedy in your life than you were stuck as you have always been? But because God is unchangeable, and he sent his son to set the pattern and purchase your change, you do not have to remain as you are. You can be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Don't sit there wallowing in your own lack. Christ has provided all. You do not have to remain as you always were. To his glory, you can be changed. And by the way, the target, the pattern, is a non-moving target because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. The pattern that we are to match is unchangeable. It's not a moving target. I was reminded when I was writing these lessons, making the original notes for these a couple of weeks ago, when I was working for Craig, we were, on the, we were siding a house and every single cut was wrong. There was three of us working and every single cut was wrong. And so finally we all got down (laughs) and we compared our tape measures. And mine was bent, somebody had stepped on it, bent it in. The other guy's was bent and it was bent out. And the other guy's was right on the money. So when we measured all three tape measures, none of them measured the same. And so whenever we'd measure the cut, it was always, whoever measured it was not right because the, the standards were changing. Look. The pattern is Jesus Christ. He is unchanging, so it's not this moving target that we're trying to hit. Rejoice in the fact that you are changeable, but be changed. Your God is immutable, and the result of that is we ought to be changed ourselves, conformed to that image. Number three effect you should rest. You should rest in your unchanging God. When I was a teenager, mom had an antique bed she still has it. it's in the back bedroom now but i had it when i was a kid it's one of those high headboards that's all carved and the short footboard that's all carved and so i had that bed in my bedroom when i was a teenager and in the middle of the night i was sound asleep and the bed slats all fell out of the bed i don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before or not but i'm dead asleep and that bed fell 18 inch, 16 or 18 inches. The whole box spring of the mattress always went right down. No, if you're expecting 18-inch drop, that's not that big of a deal. But when you were laying flat out dead asleep, an 18-inch drop is like falling off the Empire State Building. I got up, I realized I couldn't fix the bed that night, so I just slept on it while on the floor. But it took me forever to get back to sleep. And then for the next few days, You just lay in the thing wondering, is this thing going down again? My friend, God isn't going anywhere. There's no change going to happen in him. He is exactly as he has always been. Nothing on the inside of him is going to change him. Nothing on the outside is going to affect him. He is immutable. So rest. Rest in that unchanging rock. Number four. As with all of God's attributes, worship should be the outcome. You know what? We cannot understand immutability because change is a part of every part of our existence. It's a needful thing for us. But God is perfect and has no need of change. And that fact should cause worship to flow freely from us. He is so unlike us. He is unchangeable. He is immutable. We should worship him for that attribute. We have discussed so far the Trinity. We've discussed his self-existence, his eternality, his transcendence, and now his immutability. Let's take these attributes of his and worship God and be drawn to him through his attributes.